Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. I've got a great show for you today, two interviews. The first from last week with Scott Ginty. We talk about his injury, the rehab process, and his time at the fleet. Then I speak to Alex Leith, one of the club directors at Lewis. We'll play Lewis next Wednesday. So if you're traveling to the match, or if you're just planning a trip, you'll want to listen to that interview. We've got some great tips on places to stay, some pubs, beer, and other great information. Here first is Scott. Hello. Hey, good morning, Scott. It's, it's Augustine. How are you? I'm okay, I'm okay. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm not too bad, too. All right, good, good. Um, is this a good time uh, to uh, maybe do a little interview? Yeah, yeah, no, cool, yeah. All right. Thank you again. Well, um, I was just wondering uh, how the injury was uh, going. Uh, how's it healing? Yes, um, I went to a place called Lily Shaw, which is the National Sports Centre within England. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's sort of the best place to go, really. And I've got another week up there, commencing the 21st of February. And then after that, hopefully, when I get back from that week, I'll be uh, be ready to train. And then, if training goes well, I'll be available for selection again. Excellent, excellent. So, um, yeah, it's good to hear that you're, uh, you know, you're you're getting better. You're progressing. And uh, I was just curious, what um, what kind of rehab uh, do you do? Um, so at the minute, basically, to get to get back fit again it's, I just need to strengthen like, the right hamstring and obviously maintain the left hamstring mm-hmm. um, uh, use clinny band uh, which is obviously it puts resistance against the muscle where I have to then control it I have to um, uh, one legged squats with weights okay. it's basically to um, get it back to, to its original state and Obviously, when I'm ready, I'll have a I'll have a test up at Lillyshaw when I go back to see how the left hamstring compares with the right one, and they're pretty much the same. It it means I'm all good to go. Excellent, excellent. And um, I was wondering about um, the kind of training that you do, uh, the workouts uh, that you, that you do. Well, once you're playing. When I play, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a training, like we'll, we'll warm up as a team. We'll um, we'll do a bit of like possession, keep ball, sort of maybe go into little squares or, or in a big on on like half a pitch in a big square, and then um, I suppose it depends to what team we're playing at the weekend. For instance, if we were playing a team that were good at set pieces, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd practice our set pieces defensively and, and attacking me. Um, it, it depends what the gaffer 
depends what the gaffer puts on, obviously, and whatever he puts on, we all, we all give 100% in the session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, I was just wondering, uh, does the um, does the gaffer, does he go over uh, team strategy, uh, tactics, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, obviously only training twice a week, that's the last year, every day, but on a Thursday evening, obviously it'll be the last chance he has it before the game on a Saturday, so we'll work on team shape, we'll, we'll most likely do 11 v 11 just to sort of get in the, the game shape sort of mind frame. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously, if we change formations to suit to suit us against the side, that maybe play a different formation to us. Um, we'll have time on a Thursday evening to work on that formation and, and get it right for the game on Saturday. Wow, sounds good. That, yeah. That sounds good. Um, you know, last time we spoke, um, I asked you about um, one of your favorite moments, and uh, you said it was last year at uh, Tamworth. Yeah. Yeah. If, maybe you want to describe again. Uh, yeah, the, that the was, um, it was it was a bad day for the club, and obviously mm-hmm. everyone involved with the club obviously getting relegated, um, and also we won our game. Um, and yeah, the results went against us, which meant we got relegated, which was hard to take for everyone involved. But uh, on a personal note, as well as sort of feeling sad about getting relegated, um, I came on obviously knowing the team needed to win, and, and they were losing three-two when I came on. And obviously, I, I got two goals, and I think it was about four or five, four or five minutes, and we ended up winning the game four-three, and. Um, at that point, we thought we did enough to stay up, and then obviously somebody was was um, get, cut, sorry getting scores through to the dugout. Yeah. And obviously, we were told that I think it was Gateshead one on the last day, which meant we got, got relegated. So it was a it was a bittersweet day for me in the end. Obviously, I'd rather the team stayed up and someone else scored the goals and that, but. Hey, we're we're doing all right this year in the league we're in, and hopefully we we can push for promotion out of the league back into the conference next year. Yeah, well, it looks that way. You know, the team um, has been going through some uh, rough spots, but you know, um, you guys pull together, and uh, uh, you know, yeah, we've got a great bunch of lads this year. And uh, no disrespect to the boys from last year, but I feel. So this year, everyone plays for each other. We're more of a team on and off the pitch. Um, and like you say, yeah, we, we're like, I don't, I, could, I wouldn't describe it as a bad patch at the minute. It's just a case of if we can match our home form with our away form, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, that home form, um, boy, that, that, that is that is interesting. And, um, do you think it could be uh, maybe that you're playing at home and uh, yeah, there might be a little bit more uh, pressure uh, to to win and when the opposing team comes in, you know, they have less pressure? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's one of those where obviously we've got great fans home and away and, mm-hmm. and they give their support. 
obviously all, all game and that. And I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it to be honest because the boys they approach they approach every game in, in the same way. And yeah. You know, if we're playing like a Dover or or a Braintree, obviously it's a big game and they get up for the game. Um, I'm not too sure why it is at home to be honest because obviously we've got we we'll have more fans at home. That you'd expect for us to sort of kick on and the crowd get behind us and, and go and win games. I'm not too sure, to be honest. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a funny one, but obviously, <laughs> like I said, if we can start at home form with the away form, then I can't see no reason why we won't be there about at the end of the season. Sure, and, and I think, um, I mean, it's, it's a long season, and, um, you know, right now, it's a little bit of a rough patch, but I I think teams will work their way out of it, and and this team has got a, you know, it's a great team. It's got a great core. Yeah, so. we've, uh, we've got a good side, and obviously Peter Gaffer, he's changed it when he needs to change it, mm-hmm. and um, I think I think the boys, whoever comes in, they know that they've got a job to do, and they do it they do it right, and um, I think if if we could get a good run of form like we had earlier on in the season sort of win four or five on the bounce. That'll sort of pull us away from, from the chasing pack and, and leave us right up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, will you be travelling tomorrow? Um... No, uh, haven't Waterloo been away. Um, I've got a gym programme mm-hmm. to do, so I'll be in the gym. But um, I'm sure there'll be a radio link where I can log on and, and listen to the game, which I usually do if I've not travelled. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Um, well, um, just a couple more uh, questions. Uh, when we, when we spoke last, um, you mentioned that you were on scholarship, and I wasn't quite sure um, what that meant. I mean, I know what scholarship is here. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, basically, um, I did my scholarship at Peter United. So it's a, a scholarship from the age of sixteen to eighteen. Mm where sort of you're in a youth team and like you play reserve football which is obviously below the first team hmm. and um, you sort of do a college course within that and, and they they use it as a development scheme really the two years and then obviously after two years you're up the first team manager decides if you're ready to go into his first team and he'll offer you a uh, pro contract or not and obviously hmm. I did my scholarship and then at the end of the two years, the manager at Peterborough United, which was Darren Ferguson, didn't think I was I was ready for it. So it, so basically that was when I left and I came to Fleet the follow the start of the following season. Um, I was on trial during pre-season at Fleet, and then obviously the gaffer offered me a contract, which I greatly accepted. And then <laughs> obviously I'm, I'm in my second year now. Well, yeah, no, and we are um, we're happy to have you. Um, all right, well, well Scott, um, do you have any questions? Uh, do you want to make any comments uh, before we uh, uh, um, say? No, just, just to the fans and obviously everyone involved with the club, um, my FC, everyone. I mean, it's a great club. It's a family club where everyone chips in 12 out wherever it, wherever it needs to be. And um, obviously the support from the fans, obviously from around the world, obviously, with it being a worldwide <laughs> situation. Um, from from me and obviously the rest of the lads, we we thank you for that support. Well, uh, 
we appreciate having a player like you on the team. And, uh, you know, I hope you get better right on schedule and you're, you're back on the team uh, quickly. Yeah, um, yeah obviously, we've got a good squad now, so even, even when out of it, it's, it's a competition for places, which is healthy at any club that want to want to be moving in the di- right direction and get promoted. So yeah. I'll have to do my best when I am back. All right. Well, Scott, thank you. And, um, you know, uh, maybe we'll talk uh, later on in the season and uh, hope to see you back on the pitch quickly. Okay, nice one. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Um, could you, could, is this going to be a, an audio podcast? Yes, it is. No, it's, it's audio. All right. Yeah. Could you um, send me a link when it's all on, please? I will. Will do. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right. Cheers. <laughs> bye. 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 Well, thanks, Scott. And now Alex. Hi, Augustine. Hi, Alex. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, yeah. Hi. I'm fine. How you are you? Do you have a few minutes? Uh... Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, great. Well, listen, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you again for uh, for doing this again. And um, I can tell you, everything is um, is on and it's recording. So, uh, you know, I can see the VU meter, the arrow moving. So uh, <laughs> okay. we're, we're going, we're going. Okay, okay. Anyway. Um, you know, um, I, I wanted to, to let you know that I, I looked up uh, St. Augustine and, and Ebbsfleet, and it's actually another Ebbsfleet. Oh, really? It's, it's another Ebbsfleet, yes. Not the same. Okay. Um, but uh, that was an interesting thing you um, you picked up. Uh, so, um, that's a little interesting trivia there. So, um, Alex, uh, I guess let's, let's start. Um, can you tell me a little bit of brief history of the town. As you know, I said before, I was just fascinated. Uh, a medieval town. Uh, it sounds like a, a very interesting place. Uh, and um, so, you know, if you can tell me a little bit more. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, um, Lewis is a, a great place to visit um, for, for, for a day trip or, or a little longer. Um, it's, you know, for people who are interested in a bit of culture on the side of their football, um, you, you can't really do better better than this. Um, it's, it's a town that was um, founded by the, the, the Saxons and, and then uh, taken over by the Normans and uh, there are a lot of buildings left over from the Normans, particularly um, the very imposing castle which uh, sits on a hilltop overlooking everything from the town. You can actually see the castle from the dripping pan. It's kind of it's not quite in the shadow, but um, metaphorically in its shadow. So, so it's, a, it's a very atmospheric town uh, with a lot of um, medieval buildings in it. Obviously, there are a lot of modern buildings too, but still a lot of medieval buildings. You'll see a lot of uh, Tudor buildings with um, half the timber frames. And, and um, uh, there's the Anne of Cleves house where um, one of uh, Henry VIII's um, uh, wives was ended up after the divorce. All sorts of things like that. Plenty of history. There's a ruined priory that was blown up by Henry VIII in the dissolution of the monasteries. The ruins you can still wander around in a field. That's right behind the dripping pan, the football ground. So, um, yeah, great, great place to visit. Lots of little bookshops and things like that. Um, and um, it's, a, it's small. You can just walk around it quite easily on foot. Yeah, that's that's excellent. That's just the kind of town um, that I, I you know I personally um, love to visit. And so I heard about the ale. Um, yeah, um, well, one one of our um, favourite landmarks in the town is is a 18th century brewery 
called Harvey's, um, which um, is a very successful brewery. It sells beer all around uh, the south of England. Um, the beer wins awards from the um, the Real Ale Group Camera, which has awards every year, and, and um, uh, the Harvey's Best and other ales that brew regularly uh, win. Um, sometimes uh, if the wind's right and the process is in motion, you can smell the hops brewing all through the town. So hopefully that'll be the case when, uh, when Ed Street play. Um, and um, the beer is on sale in the dripping pan. Um, so you can, you can taste it, as well as in many of the lovely pubs in and around the town. Great. And any, any particular pub that somebody... Um um, well, I, w I would recommend um, the Lewis Arms as being the most characteristic pub. That um, dates back to the 18th century as well. It's, um, it's just off the high street. You can ask anybody, uh, they'll show it to you. It's, it's easier to do it that way than to try to explain because it's, it's through a little alleyway. Um, and, um, yeah, it sells nice beer. There's a nice atmosphere. They don't have music. It's all conversation. A real good place to go before and after the football. Um, as, as a director of the club, I'd hasten to add that you should try to look in as well at the ground because uh, <coughs> uh, our club will uh, get, get a cut of, this, of, the, of the money sold from the beer there, and, and that, that's very important for us. But do explore the town as well and some of the pubs. Well, yes, not a problem. I don't have a problem with uh, you know promoting the club at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's worth talking about the dripping pan itself. Um, it, it's probably the... Um, most intriguing, intriguingly named football ground in England. Um, nobody quite knows why it's called the Dripping Pan. Something to do with the shape, probably, of um, the ground. There, there are rumours that it was an old salt pan um, used by the monks in the, in, the, in the Priory. That is probably not true, but um, it, it probably does date back to soon after the dissolution of the monastery and the blowing up of the Priory. Um, we do have reason to believe that it, it, it's uh, perhaps the uh, oldest, um, longest-running sports stadium in the country, um, originally used for jousting um, in, the, in the 16th century. Um, the, the recent archaeological studies have, have suggested that something like that might be the case. We certainly know it was used for a cricket match as early as 1730, um, so it really is a, a very ancient um, sporting arena um, and, and a, a very beautiful ground still. Wow, fantastic, fantastic. Um, something else, uh, I had heard that the, the town has its own money. Um, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the case. I mean, it, it's, um, it started about three years ago, and a group called Transition Town, which is uh, an ecologically-minded group, um, decided to try to promote people, um, promote the use of local independent shops rather than big supermarkets by um, minting um, a, uh, a Lewis pound, um, pound notes, um, and, um, you, which you could only use in uh, Lewis shops, in and around Lewis shops. Um, so the idea was the currency stayed in the, in the area and, and didn't go out abroad or to other parts of England to help the local economy. So, um, in fact, I'm, I'm sitting with one right in front of me. It's got a picture of Tom Payne on it. Um, who um, was one of the founding fathers of the United States of America, a man who coined the, um, the, the term the United States of America, in fact, who, um, who was himself a Louisian for a period before he went to America. 
Um, so he, he's a great hero here as well. Um, so yeah, you, you, and you don't see them very much anymore. They the kind of people tended to put them away and collect them or sell them on eBay. But, um, but you, you can still use them, and sometimes things are cheaper if you use uh, Lewis pounds. I believe you can use them to get into the football ground, but I'll have to check that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, that's right. Uh, Thomas Kane. Uh, I, I forgot about that. Uh, a very interesting character. Uh, uh, yeah, historical character. Um, uh, a few years ago, he, he sort of had a, a renaissance here uh, as being a radical, and um, but also a very um, that's what I'm looking for. Um, uh, kind of saw into the future as far as you know the people's rights. And yeah, well, I mean, he, he um, wrote the, the Rights of Man, um, for example, uh, sh shortly after arriving in America. Um, and um, he, uh, very much a radical, a radical um, who came into a radical town. Lewis was already a, a fairly radical town when he came into it. And um, we like to believe that a lot of his thoughts um, and, and ideas came from um, li living in Lewis and debating. He used to debate in a club called the Headstrong Club every week. Uh, I believe they used to get very drunk, but, but um, they, they, the winner of the debate every week was given a, a book of Homer's Iliad, which he had to take home, and apparently Payne won it every week. Um, <laughs> and he honed his debating style and a lot of his ideas in a town that, that was, was already um, fair, fairly radical, um, had, had a kind of uh, very independent setup, and that radical streak uh, still runs through the town. We like to believe um, the Lewis Pound is an example of it. Um, the fact that um, <coughs> uh, the brewery um, Green King, which tried to stop uh, the pub I mentioned, the Lewis Arms, from selling uh, Harvey's Best in the pub, um, the, the, uh, the clientele of the pub stopped using the pub and picketed it until the until the brewery changed its mind and put the, put the beer back. So we, we've got a bit of a stubborn streak. Mm -hmm. uh, we like to do things our own way. And, of course, um, the community um, nature of the football club is following down that path. Yes, yes. Uh, so that I think, you know, uh, when, uh, when, when, when people use the word um, radical, it, it just has different connotations. But I, I think my understanding is independent and you know free thought and, and thinking that that would be uh, the radical that you're talking about not just yeah i guess, I guess um, in the independent not not afraid to try something mm -hmm. something new and, and and different um you can get good radical and bad radical i guess yeah. but um, this in this case um, and in Payne's case in, in fact um, i think uh, community radical would be a positive side of the, of the word positive use of the word yes yes i agree well, um, one more thing. Um, I think uh, when I first spoke to you, uh, I probably asked you pl places to stay. You know, if I were to, to visit, did I, uh, did I not mention that? Uh, like, you know. Uh, right, any yeah, hotels and things? Yeah. 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 Well, there 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 one nice, very nice hotel, um, Shelley's. Um, that's right up the um, upper end of the scale. But if you want uh, glamour and uh, and chandeliers and a place where Marilyn Monroe has stayed in her time, 
uh, in the 50s, um, the Shelleys is, 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 is the sort of place that you'd like to go for if you've got a bit of cash to spend. If not, there are a, a number of little bed and breakfasts um, in, in tiny little cottages, some of them at the foot of the castle, um, which, are, which are very pleasant. And um, you can probably get a room for around, um, don't quote me on this, but around 50 quid with bed and breakfast. Um, and um, it's um, yeah, you know, it's not it's not a, a raucous town, but the nightlife fairly good if you like a chat in the pub. So it's it's worth staying around after the game as well. Good, good. No, that's that's good to hear. You know, we may have some, you know, we may have some fans who want to stick around, or um, you know, as this podcast goes overseas, um, people might be making their vacation plans, and you know, they'll. They'll remember it. Uh, right, yeah. Well, Lewis, Lewis is, a, is a great base for walkers because we're in the middle of the South Downs. Um, the, the hills, are, you know, the, the, the town is built um, in, the, in the South Downs, which is a range of uh, green hills, uh, lovely round green hills, which are excellent walking, and you can walk right across the uh, south coast. Um, we're, we're just inland from the coast, but you can walk al- along to... Um, the White Cliffs of um, New Haven and Seaford, which are very uh, spectacular, mm-hmm. uh, just as spectacular as the ones in Dover, okay, yeah. a few miles away. We're also very near Brighton. It's only 15 minutes on the train to Brighton, um, and that's uh, a very uh, happening city. And then an hour away from London, so, so it's a very well-placed town for, for um, any, and here is me, my PR hat on, for mm-hmm. anybody who wants to come and visit. Sure, sure. And um, I, I wouldn't want to end our conversation with, without talking about um, the uh, festival in, in November, right? The burning uh, of uh, effigies. Um, yeah, well, the, the, that that, that um, defies um, description, really. It's, it's a, a massive festival in which um, uh, probably about four or 5,000 um, people participate, all wearing different costumes and, and, and uniforms. Uh, marching through the streets with um, with uh, all sorts of things like torches and banners and and, and effigies, um, and there are seven different, six different societies on the night. They all have different coloured jumpers and they all have different costumes that they wear, from um, <coughs> American uh, Native American Indians to um, to uh, English Civil War veterans. There are hundreds of different types of costumes, um, and they march with with bands and music through the streets. They sort of pull fire barrels around and they all end up with the different fire sites where they blow up the effigies one one usually is of the pope um and that's the pope of the time of the persecution of the um protestant martyrs in may the first reign not the pope uh the current pope um uh, everybody hastens to, to to make that point um and um there's another one the enemy of bonfire whoever they decide is the current enemy of lewis or bonfire gets blown up um, and that's, it's, it's absolutely spectacular. It defies belief. There are 50,000 people pack into the town. It's, it's a stunning, stunning night, um, which, um, which um, can never be forgotten once witnessed. Wow, that, that sounds fantastic. Uh, so, um, wow, yes. Well, I, I'd hope to, uh, hope to see that one day. Right, yeah, well, um, it's, it's always it's been going on for uh, 150 years, so I guess, uh, and more, so it's not going to stop soon. Yeah. Unless the health and safety people have their way with it. <laughs> wow. All right, well, Alex, do you have any, uh, do you have any 
questions for me, or do you want to make any other comments? Uh, um, well, I mean, I, I, I suppose the, the, the centerpiece of any football visit to a town is, is the football itself, and uh, just just um, like to say that um, we like to give um, away fans a very warm welcome in the, in the, in the dripping pan. Um, we're a very friendly bunch. There might be a bit of banter going on, a bit of singing here and there. We sometimes have drummers and even pipers playing. Uh, we tend to get um, fairly big crowds for the um, <clears throat> position we're in and the table, certainly, and for the league we're in, we, we usually get between uh, five, five and 800 fans there. So it's, it's a great occasion, um, family-friendly. Kids go free into the stadium. Um, we're a, a side that likes to play um, football on the ground rather than in the air, so the, uh, while we haven't been necessarily getting the results, there's usually quite an open game going on um, to, to enjoy. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say if... if um, if fans are thinking about going to maybe one away game in the whole season, um, this would be a real, real good one to choose. Wow, excellent. So I see here the next match. It's uh, the 23rd February, so that's um, almost uh, a little bit more than two weeks away. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Well, um, Alex, thank you. And, uh, you know, good luck to Lewis. Uh, I know you've got a match coming up on Saturday. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. Maidenhead, that's always tough, but uh, yeah. good luck to you. And, thank you. Um, you know, uh, thank you for talking. Uh, okay, it's a, it's a great pleasure, Augustine. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you ever come to Lewis, do give me a ring. Will do. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thank you, Alex. And now some news. As you know, it's time to renew. Renewals are up on Saturday. Go to the website and renew now. My football club has been around for over three years. We're making progress as an organization, and it would be a shame to end it now. Now, some team news. We just got a backup goalie, Mr. Darren Hawks of Gillenham. You can read all about it on the Epps Fleet and the My Football Club websites. Saturday is a big match against Basingstoke. We're at home. And lately, the home form has been inconsistent. But if we're going to get promoted, this is one of those games we have to win. There's a great article by Ed Miller on Fleet Life. Save the Fleet Burger. Now, I haven't talked much about the ladies. They are fighting to stay up in the third tier of ladies football. They've lost two in a row. They're going to be playing Luton on the 20th and then Old Actonians on the 27th. They're sitting in ninth position out of 12 with 16 points. There's seven games left, but I think there's enough in the tank to keep them up. Well, that's all I have for you today. I'm looking forward to bringing you Sasha Openell's answers to your questions in the near future and a talk with someone from Chelmsford ahead of the big match next week. And here are the websites, myfootballclub.co.uk, for all your My Football Club news, absoluteunited.co.uk, all your absolute news, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash myfootballclub, on Twitter at twitter.com backslash myfootballclub. You can get MyFC merchandise at myfootballclub.bigcartel.com. And don't forget, for a 30-day free trial, it's myfctrial.com. Until next time, this is your humble narrator signing off. Up the fleet.
Still ahead, believe me. 